0: Well, the mother of the sons of Zebedee reminds me of an old-time Catholic mother who brings her priest sons to the bishop and says, "I want, <laughs> I want this priest son of mine to sit at your right hand, and I want this priest son of mine to, to sit at your left." Um, <clears throat> there is a a little packet here that was sitting on my shelf when I was in seminary, and this was handed out to all the seminarians, the guys that are preparing to become priests, and I just sort of like. You know, it was given out, I just set it on my shelf and was there for like three years. I never even looked at it. Okay, sometimes you give me something, I don't look at it for like five years or something. And then eventually something, the spirit hits me and I pick it up and I start looking at it. And this has turned out to be one of the most beneficial things, uh, in my priesthood. It's this little tiny piece of paper. It's an examination of conscience for priests. And there's twenty points of meditation and an examination. And then it ends with prayers that you pray before you hear confessions and prayers that you pray after you hear confessions. And the very first, but going to the examination part, the very first part of it says, um, uh, do I really take holiness seriously in my priesthood? And then it goes on, there's some other parts. Uh, am I convinced that I have to identify myself with Christ and give my life for the salvation of the world? That's a, uh, that struck me as a pretty powerful thing because it's, that's the words of Christ himself. Jesus in the gospel says that I have come to give my life for uh, the salvation of the world. And here is the priest now asking himself, am I convinced that like Jesus I have to give my life for the salvation of the world? Um, and uh, that's, what, that's what the Catholic priesthood is about. Um, it's about giving your life for the salvation of others of course you do that in a, in a very uh, distant and remote uh, way in which Jesus does it Jesus does it he, because he's he's perfect God as well as man and he atoned for all the sins of mankind of course uh, Catholic priests don't do that but we we participate we kind of were, we distribute all that wealth and that treasure and those riches that Jesus earned at the cross and through our own suffering and our labors we can uh, work in a spiritual fashion to distribute that, those riches. Um, there was a, there was a, um, <clears throat> some kind of story that just was circulating around a lot of the seminarians and a lot of the priests, the younger priests that I knew, and it was really, it's like a joke. Were, I, I think it was, I'm really ashamed to say, I'm, uh, it's, I'm, it's embarrassed, I'm really embarrassed on behalf of Catholic priests, but there was a, A priest at one point, or maybe it was like something that a few priests said at some seminary somewhere, but it just became so, it was so ridiculous that it became a joke, but they were, they were like, well, you know, we should, I'm embarrassed to say this, but you know, it's okay for us to do X, Y, and Z, or to have like this really nice hot car, or something like that, you know? Because after all, haven't we given up so much? (sighs) Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm embarrassed to say that there was a priest that I mean said and I think it was originally said in seriousness and and it became a proverb of like this horrible thing. it was ridiculous, and so all the priests are you know the seminaries are joking like that's just the stupidest mindset that you can have as a priest. after all, haven't we given up so much? <laughs> so you know, whenever there's when they go to a restaurant and they get like a, a you know an expensive drink, the joke will be. You know, after all, I deserve it because haven't I given up so much? You know, and what we're looking at in the gospel here is that the call, uh, the priestly call for Saint James, um, whose feast we celebrate today, it's a call for suffering. It's a call to suffering. It's not a call to privilege and power and glory and honor and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Jesus says, "Can you drink this? Can you drink this chalice that I'm going to drink? What's that chalice?" It's not a chalice of privilege and power and prestige. It's a chalice of suffering, and uh, and it was a horrible, dark chalice. And Jesus says to the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane, "Lord, it, you know, um, may this chalice, or God, my Father, may this chalice pass from me. But yet not my will, but Your will be done." And um, and so Christ was made to drink that chalice. But all priests who follow in his steps also drink of that chalice. Just a little bit, not, not as much as Jesus did, but just a little bit. And uh, so it's, it's not about privilege. Um, it's not about power. It's about suffering for the sake of the salvation, about giving your life for the sake of the salvation of the world. But, you know, what's true for the Catholic priest is true for all Christians. It's true for all Christians, laity as well as clergy. All of us participate in Christ's priesthood and redemptive priesthood. The, the ordained minister participates in Christ's priesthood in his own fashion, but the laity, inasmuch as they're baptized, they too participate in Christ's priesthood in their own fashion. And so, uh, I shared something embarrassing about priests, and now I'm gonna also, now I'm gonna talk about, now I've got the right to basically make fun of some lay people now, okay? Can I do that? So a really common thing that lay people, that, that ministers hear all the time, actually amongst Protestant ministers as well as Catholic ministers all the time, is, I have this suffering in my life, but I'm such a good person. Why is God allowing this suffering to happen to me? I have been a parishioner for 35 years. I've been an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion. Why is these bad things happening to me? So it's the same kind of mentality. What what is going on here? What is this sense of entitlement here? We have to understand that to follow Jesus is to take up that chalice of his suffering. Okay? and identify ourselves with him. But what's beautiful is this, though. In our in our first reading, St. Paul says, um, <clears throat> so death is at work in us, but life in you. And just as the, the Catholic priest is called to give his, li- his life for the salvation of the world, um, so also all Christians, with our sufferings, we've all heard the old saying, right, offer it up. Offer it up, right? Who, who's heard that, right? Who hasn't heard that? It's a very, very prou- powerful truth offered up. So if we have suffering, it can become redemptive for our, our children, for our grandchildren, for our fellow parishioners, for strangers, people we don't even know. We offer our suffering and our hardship up, whether it's medical hardship, or we suffer because our children are not going to mass anymore. Or we suffer uh, because, you know, one of our, our daughters has got terminal cancer and we're in the hospital all the time visiting her. Um, and we have suffering in our life, there's no doubt about it, uh, but we've got to get rid of a sense of entitlement, and we've got to understand that this is what it is to be, first of all, a human being, but then secondly, as a Christian, we can then take that suffering and make it meaningful and offer it up, and so that was, was death is at work in us, but so that life might be work, at work in others, and that's what we celebrate today with the, with the martyrdom and the feast of St. James thinking about the Catholic priesthood, but thinking about every uh, Christian's participation in Jesus' priesthood. It's a, it's a call not to power and privilege and entitlement, uh, but it's a call uh, to, to victimhood and to identifying with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross for the salvation of the world.